0: Hello and welcome to the Third Paddle Podcast. Uh, if you've noticed by the tone of this voice that this is not Jen McFarland, then you would be correct. My name is Liz Zerk, and this week we get to know Jen McFarland behind the scenes of the Third Paddle Podcast, all about it. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Third Paddle Podcast, recorded at the Vandal Lounge in beautiful southeast Portland, Oregon. Why the Third Paddle? Because even the most badass entrepreneurs get stuck up in business shit creek. Management consultant Jennifer McFarland is your Third Paddle, helping you get unstuck up to this episode I've been listening to a lot of clips from old interviews that have taken place over the last year and I noticed that I typically like to ask people about their names. What does your name mean? Where did it come from? All of these kinds of things and one of the sweetest ones was with Brian Fowley who was interviewed for episode 19 How to Release Yourself from Limitations with Brian Fowley. Where I ask him about his name, and then he kind of shares some of his jitters of the episode. So, uh, here, have a listen to that.
2: It's actually a Scottish name. Scottish name? Yeah, it was Foulis, and I have our family crust tattooed on my hip here. And it was, um, our motto was Foulis Ablaze, um, and it was F-O-U-L-I-S, and through immigration so many names have changed oh, yeah. through the immigration stations and <laughs> somehow it became Fowley and scotch irish um scottish and irish Not scotch is a drink scott yeah. irish would be appropriate i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we don't know um MacFarlane. we think it was <clears throat> probably MacFarlane. um my dad's tried to trace it back find out so son
2: of Farlane.
1: I think it means or like faraway land, I think is kinda of what we you know, like so we were like out in the country somewhere probably. Yeah. Um but like he only got it as far back as I think like South Carolina.
2: So I so my understanding know. is the Macs are son of Mac. Mac. Son of Mac and Mick M C would probably be short for Mac, right? MacFarland. MacFarland.
1: That's what I'm thinking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Son of a faraway land.
1: Son of Farland. Farlane.
2: I know a McFarlane in Oregon. That's why I had asked about your brother. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably not my brother.
2: Are you running right now? You rolling? Oh,
1: yeah, I've been recording for a
2: while. Oh, Jimmy Crickets. Hi, now I got nervous.
1: (laughs) I love that you can hear the birds in the background as I'm talking with Brian. Uh, So, this next clip is with Allison Kinnear. Uh, Allie was on the episode about imposter syndrome, which is episode 35 for those of you keeping score at home great episode. Uh, Allison is one of my great friends and she recently lost her father and this clip really shows the importance of names and family. So please have a listen to this. Oh and as a special bonus I did leave in the part about how hard it is to be named Jenny in the 90s uh, during the Forrest Gump movie time. So here have a listen to this. Well, that's how my dad introduces me to people. He says, hi. He's like, oh, have you met my daughter, Al? And I'm like, hello. Nice to meet you. Yes. Your daughter, (laughs) Al. Yeah. So. So is your mom really relishing this Allison period of your life now? Um, Since she never got to call you that? She
0: never got to call me
1: Allison. Um, So she's kind of enjoying it. She's definitely happy that I'm, I'm owning it. But, you know... I've been Allie for over 40 years, so Allie is is so ingrained in me. So, I'm good I'm good with Al. I'm good with Allie, and I think because I've owned Allison for the last few months, maybe 6 months, I'm good with Allison. And you like it? I do. I like it a lot. Cool. Yeah. It's different in a good way good way different so so what do you want to talk about jen <laughs> jennifer jenna yeah, I... no no, we no don't do the last i know one. i know i um, know i was that was my forrest gump you didn't hear my forrest gump yeah no we don't do forrest gump. Oh, but okay. the 90s were hard <laughs> we don't do forrest gump <laughs> anyone named jenny or jennifer <laughs> Yeah, no, Forrest Gump was bad, bad for us. I know, I'm sorry. I may not be a smart bad today. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sorry. You're not sorry.
0: I know, kind of not.
1: <laughs> but this is funny, like, we're sitting here and I'm like, so
0: I don't get to ask the questions. <laughs> I don't have an article in front of me that I did the research on so we can talk about a topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
0: I am at a loss. <laughs> I am the article. Yeah. You are the article, Sweet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is weird.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I love Allie. And again, that's episode 35. And I love Liz. And we are going to do the interview right after this clip. So... I am constantly amazed by the magic in this world. It is just phenomenal how we become connected to people and they become important to our lives. So, and there's also a question in Liz's interview about how I work with my clients. So this person actually is not a client of mine, has never been a client of mine, but she did find me all the way from Australia, which is just amazing and awesome for so many different reasons sally foley lewis episode number 23 kind of shows how i work with my clients because when you're working on technical issues there's always something that can come up and so sally is in australia and i'm in america and we are unable to connect on zoom for like a long time And all I can do about it is laugh, and we just keep trying, and we ultimately get, which is, I mean, it's just an amazing and fun interview um, in episode 23. Now, the rest of the story with Sally Foley Lewis is that she is also reading a book and has written books and is part of this program called The Thought Leaders Practice. And after the interview, she sent me not only a copy of her book, uh, but also a copy of this book, Thought Leaders Practice, which has in turn, transformed my business. So here's this woman I do not know from anywhere who finds me from Australia. We have this wonderful, joyous pre-interview time where everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. She shows me her entire property from her phone, which was awesome. She lives in just a beautiful part of Australia and has a beautiful home. And then she sends me this book that has Transform my business and I think that those things are just amazing and magical and fun and I want to thank Sally for not only finding me but for also contacting me and for just teaching me so much so here's this clip straight from Australia
0: (laughs) this is just a comedy (laughs) of errors isn't it I'm so sorry you know it's
1: Okay. okay nobody move Why am I standing still? That's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> if I move in Oregon, is that going to make the phone move? I
0: don't understand. <laughs> the butterfly flaps its wings, and then there's a there's a hurricane somewhere else. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a good start. You've made my morning, thank you. <laughs> sure. I love behind the scenes episodes uh, because you get to get to peek behind the curtain, and I think anybody who has grown up. With the Wizard of Oz absolutely loves that metaphor <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that metaphor
0: yeah 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 so we're gonna we're gonna peek behind your curtain but don't worry it won't get too weird it okay it, I promise just the right amount of weirdness
1: and uh, I am fully clothed <laughs> you're peeking behind the curtain but just like the
0: wizard fully clothed fully clothed <laughs> that would have been a whole different movie. (laughs) (laughs) Much different movie. Really different movie. (laughs) Probably not a uh, holiday favorite. No, no, (laughs) not family friendly. Um, (laughs) Well, let's start with uh, some of the podcast details that I like knowing about because I know you in real life, but people listening to the podcast might not know about. For example, we are currently sitting on a sofa in the basement of your abode. Yes. And we like to refer to it as... The Vandal Lounge. So tell me more about the Vandal Lounge. So because, obviously the word lounge, people understand this word, but why the Vandal Lounge? What does that have to do with anything?
1: Well, and I'm so glad you asked because recently somebody made the comment that they didn't know that this was in my house. They thought we were someplace in Portland, Oregon, and I'm like, (laughs) well, we are, and I thought that there was a bar, and I'm like... Well there is. is. (laughs) And she's like yeah but we're in your house. And I was like yeah we are. And so the Vandal Lounge is in is my basement of my house. It is not a it's more of a speakeasy. Yeah. Like you have to know it's here. And actually we don't charge for drinks either. But there is actually a bar here. And so when we went to buy this house. We came into the basement, which is all Naughty Pine. My house is a 1950s uh, daylight basement ranch uh, in southeast Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And the bar was on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I was like, this is a big room. I could have parties down here. And I looked at the realtor and said, if that bar moves over here in front of the sink yeah and we get to keep this then i'm gonna buy this house <laughs> and you have to realize that i had put my realtor through like years of finding a house and torture she was like are you kidding me with this right now and i'm like no <laughs> she's like i don't even know if we can keep the bar i'm like i want to keep the bar <laughs> and so that's how it's a lounge the reason it's the vandal lounge is my husband and i met at a Kager party yeah. at the university of idaho which are the vandals. Yeah, baby. And um, my parents both went to the University of Idaho. My uncle went to the University of Idaho. My brother went to the University of Idaho. So you're from Idaho. I'm from Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we are all vandals. Got it. And to be clear, that's different from Boise State. Hmm. We There was a time when they were our rivals. We don't really play them anymore. Okay. Um, but I am not a Bronco fan. <laughs> People ask me that. They're like, "Oh, but but they're from Idaho." I'm like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter."
0: Because that's Boise State. No. And
1: I'm a Vandals fan, Got so it. it is the Vandal Lounge. Okay. And so what I did, and I keep thinking I need to talk to the University of Idaho about this, is I went into the archive. We have a digital archive. Yeah. For the Vandals. Okay. And I picked out all these images from the history. Of the University of Idaho. Oh, that's really sweet. And I said, okay. I contacted them and I said, I will buy these from you, which was the unbelievable price of $7 per image. What? And I asked them, point blank, if I buy these, can I use them for anything? Because my intention is to mount them on canvas yeah. and have them in my house. Right. And they said, you can do whatever you want. And wow. I said, okay. So I have in here... Um, images of the administration building of hello walk which is a very famous place and many of them are from the 1950s and then i also because this is technically a sports bar the only television we have in the house is down here Mm -hmm. uh and we're in oregon right i have uh football programs on canvas from the places that we've lived together so one for arizona state right and then two for the two oregon schools right and then there are other things in here that are meaningful like I was an editor for the newspaper and the editor of the yearbook which is now gone and so I have images from that too wow and so that is the Vandal Lounge and also we have neon because why not naturally so that is the Vandal Lounge I love this room it's my favorite room in the house which is of
0: course you would want a podcast down here
1: that and it's a basement so it has the best sound (laughs) Nothing echoes. There's always a practicality to in it. In this concrete chamber.
0: <laughs> but it it is. It feels really cozy down here. It feels really homey. And uh, I love that you said the phrase naughty pine.
1: <laughs>
0: K-N-O-T-T-Y. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, okay. So you grew up in Idaho. Yes. You met your husband uh, at the, the university there. Um, yes. But now you live in Oregon. So tell me more about like... Be- what does being from Idaho mean to you? What does living in Oregon mean to you? What's that about? <laughs> um,
1: well, it's a lot of different things. So I met John at a Kager party a week before graduation. Mm-hmm. The previous at spring break, he had gone with his friends to Portland mm-hmm. and fell in love with Portland. Mm, as you do. As one does when you visit Portland in the spring, and there's no rain for the whole week that you're there.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that That's sounds right. That sounds right. Sounds yeah.
1: right, right? <laughs> and because he didn't know how much it rains here, <laughs> right? He just visited for a week and was like, "Beautiful trees, I like it." Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> and I was not going to move to Portland. Right, that was not on my radar at all. I don't. I didn't really want to live in Boise again. Um, I've always felt like I needed to live somewhere else. Right. Just my whole life. And I met this guy and he's moving to Portland and I had a friend who was living there and I was like, well, I guess I could do that. So I kind of saved up like a minimal amount of money and like moved over to Portland (laughs) and we kept dating and dating and then got married and we did a lot of traveling. You know, we lived in Arizona for a while, did the Peace Corps in Kazakhstan and then, when it came down to where we wanted to live. Yeah. We started thinking about. Because they they offered. John's company offered him his job back in Arizona. We could have moved to Arizona. After, after the Peace Corps. After the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. It would have been super easy. Um Our best friends at the time lived there. Mm-hmm. So it would have been like. In terms of money. Yeah. Stress. Everything. It would sure. have been the easiest. But then we thought about. All of, all of the things we talked about while we were in Peace Corps and we realized how much we really felt at home in Portland mm-hmm. and how much we like it here in terms of being able to walk places mm-hmm. and do things. Even though it rains a lot, we always regretted leaving Portland and... Like, even in Boise, you have to drive to everything. Yeah, when you live in Phoenix, you have to drive to everything. Yeah, Our best friends who were in Arizona now live in L.A., and that, you definitely have definitely to drive have to, to everything. Drive. Yep. Same with the Bay Area. So all of these other places, there were options. Portland was still walkable, and we could still afford to buy a house here, yep. and we just believed that we could find jobs, and we did. So I love living here. Um, I wish it rained about... 50% less. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: sacrilege. I like I rain. Know. I like rain. I like inclement weather. I like, you know, uh, days like today are perfect where you get to wear your parka, but also sunglasses. It's fanta- yeah, but that it's doesn't happen here all the time. No, it doesn't. But um, I'm also totally fine with uh, like big chunky sweaters and scarves and socks. And I like all that stuff. Oh, cue the hot toddy. Um, Anyway... You mentioned that you guys did Peace Corps in Kazakhstan. So that's like a whole life story that maybe we don't totally have time for today. But maybe tell me like one piece of that experience that you think people should know about.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I talked about it on an, on the episode that is called Reckoning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I talk about how Peace Corps influenced my... It, how it became the, the driving force for me to become interested in equity mm-hmm. and inclusion and yep. helping women and people of color. Um, and that's still one of the most important things about it. Yeah. But there were also just a lot of fun and tender moments. And I think it does a lot. Uh, for relationships and Mm -hmm. a marriage (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) because uh, it wasn't always easy so one of the things that a lot of people probably don't know is so you go through training Mm -hmm. and then you go live away right right. and typically at the end of your training you go and you live on your own right Um, Kazakhstan has very severe weather right it's like negative 40 what which, negative 40 celsius and fahrenheit it's the same yeah so you can sure. s- it, it was negative 40 um and then it gets really hot in the summer oh my god so because of when the training took place mm-hmm. which was we were done right before it was gonna the weather was gonna turn right you actually go and live with a family right and we were handing over um a good chunk of the money that we got from peace court to a family to buy food and take care of us sure uh well the family wasn't taking care of us <laughs> oh fun so we were eating um macaroni and ketchup <laughs> and sustaining i'm not even kidding and and hoping that somebody would die which sounds really bad but mm. if somebody died then we would get more food because we were really hungry oh my and God. we were like sustaining ourselves on snickers bars And macaroni and ketchup. And I cannot stand Snickers bars to this day because I (laughs) ate so many of them. Yeah. But at the same time, I appreciate them. Yeah. (laughs) It's very complicated. And there's a lot more to the story. But I think that when you go through experiences like that, Mm -hmm. and you go through experiences like that with the person that you love, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: everything else stops being a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of realize how lucky you are. And I think that that's why to this day I stand in the shower a little too long. (laughs) And I appreciate that hot water because I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful to the Peace Corps for giving me that experience and also for moving me out of that family. Yeah. And ultimately we left that entire village. And went and lived in the most loving, caring, amazing village mm. of all time. And like that story is like a blip on the rest. Yeah. And it's not reflective of the people of Kazakhstan. No. It is a reflection of the poverty and and the greed that can come out of that. Sure. Um, but it is not a reflection of the people. Yeah. and But when you go through experiences like that... Um, it, it 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 just really diminishes some of that everyday bullshit yeah. that can get in the way of a marriage or relationships or, um, yeah, any, anything else in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and that's like a real defining experience that you had as an individual and you also had it with your, partner so it's it's like double edge double double level double fold there's it's squared cubed whatever like it's exponentially more defining because you even being in a relationship you learn so much about yourself but then you're adding Peace Corps on top of that that's that's exceptional yeah
1: and if you can survive the stress Mm -hmm. of being in a foreign country for two (laughs) years with (laughs) the person that you love yeah then everything else is super easy because (laughs) it wasn't easy even when it got better it wasn't ever easy right you know and and so it kind of and and we've talked about it like so Peace Corps is a pretty small community there have been like 300,000 of us right and then we all talk to each other and we it's a double-edged sword like on the one hand you're super grateful and things aren't a big deal right on the other hand things aren't a big deal (laughs) right so you don't worry as much about making piles of money yeah and you see things from a whole different light and those have presented some challenges for me Mm -hmm. in starting a business because I have this whole other experience of like yeah but I've had it worse and right and so you kind of have to fight that and it is part of just the fabric of experience that I think everybody as business owners faces and I I think that that's why I'm so passionate about helping people get unstuck get out of their own way find the path to be the best leader they can because we all have our stuff yeah for sure it's just different for all of us
0: yeah yeah no at, at the core of each human there is the sort of the box the shoe box of stuff that we're like mm, and it makes us uncomfortable or uh makes us do weird things sometimes or say weird things but it's true we all have our stuff yeah um this is uh maybe a good segue that so as a business owner <laughs> i kind of well and 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 this is um i want to get back to light-hearted stuff too but i kind of want to ask you um how how it is that you work with clients like do you bring that uh, that perspective of having traveled in different parts of the world to your to how you work with clients do you bring the that ease that worry-free aspect to it or is it is it different for you
1: you mean do i communicate that to people <laughs> or what I, do you, I don't understand like or sure
0: excellent question asking liz good job <laughs> pat on the back um so
1: lighthearted. good job
0: <laughs> we can skip that one okay we'll skip we'll skip how we wor- how you work with clients for now um let's let's talk about lighthearted stuff i know that you <laughs> absolutely love and you mentioned this talking about the Vanda lounge because there's um football playbook you know flyers up. oh my
1: god a football program
0: what what a football program sorry clearly you're more into sports <laughs> than i am a <laughs> <laughs> little bit a little bit so football we watch football
1: um, actually no? my, my, the sport I'm passionate about is, is baseball.
0: baseball. And I knew that, but I guess I would, that's why I was sort of like, but there's football stuff all over I know, your lounge. They don't
1: have, at least that I could find, they don't have, they just didn't have the baseball stuff of, Got it. of baseball games.
0: So what is it about baseball that you absolutely love? Hands down hundred percent. No pressure.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say baseball butts drive me nuts <gasps>
0: oh my god in the pants and everything yes the pants oh yes. my god the pants are d- i don't understand i i don't i understand what you're saying but like i don't understand why their butts look the way so I, amazing oh my god, so i'm i am from san francisco so of course i have been a giants fan throughout my life but not like insanely so Madison Bumgarner, Mad Bum. That was like the perfect moniker for a baseball dude, especially a pitcher because they have mad bums. I know, right? Oh. So,
1: I would say that I always like baseball.
0: Mm.
1: I daddy's little girl. He taught me all about sports as a kid. Like mm. my mom tells me stories about so I was born in October. And my mom tells me stories about how I would be like sitting on his lap and he'd be explaining like the world series and the super bowl to me. (laughs) And so like, I just came by it naturally. And so I always play and I played softball and I played soccer and those are my two favorite sports. And so I came by it naturally, but then I met John and he didn't care that I liked sports (laughs) and he encouraged it. And about the time that I, graduated from college and we started watching sports it was when home runs were like a huge thing so like oh, sammy sosa and, yes. Mark and like that whole home run derby yes time um which was also the steroid era i get that but like <laughs> lots of home runs and we didn't know that part at the time and but the thing that kept me interested yeah <laughs> was the butts in the pants yeah and then now that i've watched it for like a long time um, I really love the strategy, mm-hmm. and because I and there's all this analytics behind it and yeah. all of these statistics. So it's one of those sports where there's always something going on, mm-hmm. and you have to look at it really carefully to really know what's going on. And people say that that's boring.
0: No, um,
1: but I don't really think that it is. I think that yeah. that if you're sitting with somebody who knows about it yes. and who wants to talk about it, then the game gets vastly more interesting.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. I feel that way about soccer because uh, to n- anybody who's never watched soccer before, it's just people running back and forth right, on a pitch. <laughs> like, what, what is that about? But if you really understand what each person is doing, like the role that they are playing on the field, then it gets more interesting. Exactly. Sa- same with baseball. Sometimes it's like, well, they hit the ball and then they catch it and then they run around the bases and that's. There's that. nothing going on. There's I don't no. understand. Yeah, no. There's then there's yeah. always the like. If you go to a game in person, it's like you're sitting in the stands, drinking beer and eating peanuts, and like nothing's happening on the <laughs> field. Uh, not true.
1: But there is, and yeah. and a lot of it is that. You need to be talking to people who understand the game or paying attention to how people are moving around and the things that are happening. It's just a lot different than um, going to a basketball game where they have music pumping all of the time. Yes. Or a football game, which I find going to football games in person so boring because you have to sit through all of those commercials in the stands where you're like cold and it's raining. (laughs) Yeah. And they're having another commercial break. Like I went to a Ducks game in Eugene and I was like a drowned rat at the end. And I was so tired of commercials. Oh, my God. Because they were playing like Portland State. So it was like a blowout. Yeah. And it was so rainy and gross. And I was like, really? Another commercial break? Ugh. You know? Yeah. In baseball, it's the same. Like, the length of the game is the same as in football. It's just yep. a different different sport. And, yeah. Um. And I think that... Given all of the concussions and stuff, baseball Mm. could potentially outlast football at this point because it's just not as dangerous.
0: Well, here's hoping. I mean, it's America's game also is like I know football is like we're all mad about football and stuff in several parts of this country. But I mean, baseball has has always been, you know, American as apple pie. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those Americana things. Right. Um, Which I love. And I know you love America too. So there's like I just America, America. Um, uh, where'd my notes go? Oh my god. Oh, okay. Uh. <laughs> so, hot tip. Ooh. Tell me more about your hot tip.
1: Don't have that going on when you're interviewing somebody.
0: Where are my notes? Oh my
1: god. What's happening? Uh, uh like, like that's an internal.
0: Okay, she's looking at me funny now. <laughs> yeah but it's you (laughs) this is um, this is not like a professional job for me right now this is just i took some notes so that i wouldn't lose track and we wouldn't you know start talking about eggplants instead of the you know behind the scenes that's all she's crying now a little bit um, I thought you'd just say because you
1: talk so damn long that my phone went to sleep <laughs> that was the actual answer I was looking for
0: that's fair <laughs> oh back to the interview Um, I have two more things to ask you okay Um, but I'm gonna give you uh, like heads or tails like we're gonna flip a coin uh, like an uh, coin an, that imaginary. Doesn't ex- an imaginary coin okay we're going to flip a coin, um, heads or tails. Uh, do you want to know what the topics are before we flip? No. Okay. Then we're going to do an imaginary coin flip. Tails. It came up tails, so we're going to talk about Booker.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love my book.
0: Uh Yeah, I know. So tell me... Um, tell me about Booker who is Booker what is Booker why is Booker (laughs) (laughs) when is Booker tell me all the things about Booker just gush just go for it (laughs) you know you want to (laughs) just even her demeanor right now like she was sitting all properly before answering all the other questions and now like I I said the word Booker and she just got all like schoolgirl blush crush (laughs) oh i just
1: love my dog he's so sweet and so okay so we had a dog roxy and Mm. she was a sweet little pumpkin of a pug Mm. who we rescued and probably within three months of rescuing her she went blind Mm. and it broke. It like broke her soul because she had bounced from home to home. It's gonna make me cry. She had bounced from home to home, and she finally found the home that she loved. And then yeah. she went blind, mm-hmm. and it like broke her. You know, like she just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And um, my husband had never had a dog before, so he was like, "Oh, dogs are like cats. Okay, I understand. I've you know." And I'm like, "Dogs are not like cats. No, they're not." She's just really unapologetically depressed yeah and you know at this point yeah um and she was declining she was kind of old when we got her Mm. and so she declined really fast Mm. after she went blind and i said well we need to get another dog and he's like what (laughs) and i'm like more i'm like yeah we need to get another dog because it'll prolong roxy's life yeah and it'll help us when she passes away yeah um in another phrase of that is you get a stagger dog. <laughs> That's what it's called. Stagger, stagger yes. dog. No, it's true. Right. So um, I started talking to friends and my friend Aaron had a Boston Terrier named Rocky. Hmm. Sweetest dog ever. And she's like, I think you would really like having a Boston Terrier. I know of good breeder, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't one to get a dog from a breeder, but yeah, Roxy was a rescue with very special needs. Yeah. And so we started doing a lot of research and we we're like okay yeah we could we could do that you know so we adopted booker um we got him from a breeder um in 2015 and he's 30 pounds now which is really big for Boston Terrier but he was like four pounds when we got him and he just nestled like right up in my little neck and he (laughs) smelled he lived in a farm on Canby and he smelled like a farm Aww. which like if,
0: like the sort of sweet hay sweet grass yeah,
1: sweet hay sweet grass Aww. horses pigs the whole Aww. bit you know and so he kind of smelled like home even though i didn't grow up on a farm in idaho like there's still farms everywhere sure so kind of reminded me of that and he just bonded to me mm. and roxy had had bonded to john and we brought that dog in <laughs> to our living room (laughs) and roxy was like oh hell's no (laughs) and who is this who is that like her nose started going and she like but she she like woke up right and she became alive again in ways that she hadn't and she actually had like started to learn to play again because booker Mm. came around so booker kind of did his job on that um but he also taught me like another gear or like level of love mm-hmm. because of his just complete and utter like love for me and yeah. adoration for me and yeah. that I've never experienced I've had dogs before you yeah. know but he is just I mean you've seen it he's just <laughs> crazy about me mm-hmm. and he is. super snuggly and lovey and stuff and so when I started foster growth I had he was actually on the website as my CFO, yep. chief fun officer. Yes, please. Um, and uh, and Roxy was on there as CEO, which is, I think, chief Eat- eating officer or something <laughs> like that. Because she's a pug and that's all that they do. Um, but that's really the role that he's had in my life is just bringing, mo- bringing me more joy and more love. And those are two things that are so important, I think, to all of us. Yeah whether we're business owners or not but just as humans is to surround ourselves with things that bring us things and people and animals um anything that brings us more joy and more love yeah and so whenever i see him he just lights me up because and like the unconditional love and just his zest and joy for life Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of what i want to be
0: yeah yeah and he's goofy and funny he's totally goofy and funny um you have you have socks with dogs on them boston terriers yes um i have sent you texts of random pictures of boston terriers that i see yes like i sent you one the other day that was just like hanging out on a magazine (laughs) on a magazine rack when i went into walgreens and i was like oh there's a boston terrier I know who I shall text this to. <laughs> this was kind of a no brainer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're an official dog mom.
1: I am a dog mom. Awesome.
0: Dog mom. You've do you have you've got shirts around Oh, I was shopping for this shirt that I'm wearing now, the guac yeah. and roll, and I saw what was the one I saw? I saw a t shirt in Target that said something like, um it was something about dogs. And you sort, you saw it and you went, oh. <laughs> and I saw the look in your eye. And I was like, oh, she might need to buy this t-shirt.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't remember it now.
0: But it was a dog mom t-shirt. Dog mom. Basically. I'm a dog mom.
1: <laughs> I don't think I... We have way more pug stuff than Boston Terrier stuff. Okay. For some reason, pugs are on, like, mugs, shirts, yeah. hats, everything. everything. And, and not Boston Terriers, not as much. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get some. They're out there. I mean, if they can put German Shepherds and poodles on mugs, they can put Boston Terriers on mugs. Yeah. Just saying. So Booker's the mascot of the show. Yes. Not that he should be. He's
1: I, not in this room right now. No.
0: No, because if he was, a, if Booker was in this room right now while we were recording, he would be growling at the couch because um, there are no toys under the couch right? there are toys under the couch well, there are
1: but i'm not gonna crawl under the couch and get them for him <laughs> not no. while we're recording the show
0: oh, i was gonna say like what happened to your love and your joy and <laughs> not while we're recording the show no that's fair and Plus, he
1: does it on purpose
0: no he does he he knows when you're doing something that you he, and so he's like oh you're recording i'm gonna do a thing right now it's gonna piss you off (laughs) he does it because he wants all
1: of the attention yeah
0: yeah Yeah. he does he wants to just play all day it's great um okay last thing I want to ask you about is heads yeah heads the head side of the coin (laughs) um is about um your recent trip to Italy okay because uh you recently went to Italy and Austria yes yes and you went because it was your 20th wedding anniversary. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Um let's let's end on like a fun anecdote moment. Like what's what's a fun anecdote from that trip that a you a
1: fun went? anecdote.
0: Yeah, say that 10 times fast. No. But but like don't cuz that's not interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> I suck at interviewing. Okay um yeah fun a fun anecdote from your recent wedding anniversary trip to europe
1: okay so one of the cool things that we did uh so i'm a huge sound music fan so the reason why we went to salzburg instead of say oh rome which is what people would do on an italy trip (laughs) they don't typically go to austria Mm -hmm. on an italy trip is because salzburg was just as far from venice as rome Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful that we did that because Italy was very crowded. Yeah. And it was nice to get away from the crowds and take the Fraulein Maria bike tour. Yes. Thank you very much. (laughs) I was riding my bike through the countryside and listening to Sound of Music songs. And it was fabulous. Awesome. And I have pictures and all kinds of things up about that. Uh, But probably one of the more touching things that happened was before we even got to Salzburg. We were in... Venice and in Venice you actually don't have to walk very far to get off the beaten path which is kind of neat you know it's a small island and you would think the whole thing would be wall-to-wall people but if you just walk a little bit out it's amazing how the guidebooks end within you know less than a mile Mm. of square footage of Mm -hmm. where you go so we didn't walk very far and we ended up on this square I wouldn't say it wasn't touristy, but it was far less touristed than other areas. Okay. Um, And there was this neat little coffee shop next to a larger coffee shop. It had the same name. And I walk in and I was like, oh, they have green beans in here. I was like, that's neat. And one of the things that I like to do is roast my own coffee beans. Mm -hmm. I have a little coffee roaster um, that I like to use. And you buy these little hard... Green beans—they're a little bit bigger than a pea—and you can store them for long-term storage. And I was like, "Oh, maybe I could just buy some green beans and say I got them in Italy, and that would be pretty awesome." (laughs) So I go in there, and we also needed an ATM at the same time. I think this is a funny little side note of it. So John's like, "You go in there. I'm gonna go find an ATM." Yeah. So that we can get some money and we can get some lunch. Yeah. Cool break. You know, he goes his way. I go into the store. (laughs) come to find out that they don't speak any English I of course because I'm American I don't speak anything other than English because <laughs> the Russian from the Peace Corps days is not useful and not useful in Italy and <laughs> is fading anyway so I go in there we try to like communicate and I try in the best way I can to explain that I wanted to buy some of those green beans mm-hmm. and that I like to roast coffee yeah so the person I was talking to was actually the coffee roaster oh wow for that shop yeah and she's like what and I was like I roast my own beans she's like what and <laughs> and it wasn't the the second time wasn't like I don't understand you the the second time was I can't believe this person is in my store that yeah. does this thing that I really like to do yeah and she's like why don't you come in the back with me I'm like okay (laughs) so i go into the back of the store let's not forget that john doesn't know i'm in the back of the store (laughs) and (laughs) it doesn't take a really long time to go look for an atm so let's just kind of sidebar that um i go in the back and she's showing me like all of these barrels of beans and like all of the different roasts and what one is her favorite and how she likes to blend things together mm. and I'm, I'm just like surrounded by all of it and like looking at her big roaster and like we're talking about everything and she's like i can't sell you the green beans because right. i don't know what i would charge for that right it's not what she sells right but we stood back there and and again like I mean, I think we were understanding maybe, like, 30% of what each other was talking about. <laughs> and, like, she was saying, I like to mix. And I was like, oh, you like to blend? And she was like, oh, blend. Like, new, new So word. it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just interesting how we were trying to, like, teach each other stuff oh, and, and learn. And then um, I was like, okay, well, tell me your favorite blend and I'll buy some of that. She's like, okay, it's this one. I go out to the front of the store. <laughs> my husband looks in the store and is like waving his arms at me like, <laughs> where have you been? <laughs> and I just look at him and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> you know? <And laughs> I buy the beans and um, and and make my apologies to my husband. <laughs> um, but it was one of the coolest experiences because it was just this hmm. intercultural moment yeah that was like i was I, I mean i was a tourist but i wasn't
0: yeah you kind loved that that i those moments are fantastic that's that's an awesome story i like it
1: thank you thumbs
0: up uh how should we round down how should we end this uh i think that's about it thank you for sharing some parts of yourself Thank you, Jen McFarland. Sure.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show, Liz. <laughs> the
0: the roles are reversed and Jen doesn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I guess I should turn it off now. <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, it's I, I know you pre- pretty well and I love getting to know you even more. And hopefully, all the listeners out there just got a little bit more of you as well. A little insight into who makes the Third Paddle podcast go around. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you have any
1: other questions, you know how to find us.
0: It's at thirdpaddle.com, right?
1: Right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our holiday mashup. I hope you enjoyed the show. Give us a shout out on Twitter or Instagram at Third Paddle. Thank you to Liz for the great interview and thank you to all of the guests that we've had so far on the show. We're really looking forward to a fantastic 2019. Be sure to tune in next week when I interview Santa Scarborough to talk about the stories we tell and how our lives tell these great stories that sometimes we're afraid to talk about, but really we should because it's part of what makes us so unique and awesome. So please tune in to that. Have a happy holiday season and talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Third Paddle Podcast. Be sure to catch every episode by subscribing on iTunes. To learn more, check out our website at www.thirdpaddle.com. The Third Paddle Podcast is sponsored by Foster Growth LLC. Online at www.fostergrowth.tech.